Welcome to another episode of Into Your Life podcast. In Into Your Life podcast, we discuss anything and everything related to finding ways to have more life in your life. This podcast is about leaning into life and finding ways that we can live our best lives in business as well as in our personal lives. So Natalie, today I would want to have a chat with you about patience. And one of the reasons is because well, I've been journaling about it quite a bit lately. Because with my life evolving, let's say, there new circumstances that make me rethink whether or not I'm a patient person. And I always have thought that I am a patient person. I've been living in a very rural situation. And, for example, commuting to school meant that I had maybe two, three buses during the day. So going back from school often meant that I had to wait hours two hours, almost three hours for one of the three buses to come, which if you're a child with no budget, with little friends, um, because I was an introvert, so there wasn't at the time so much to be doing, I really have to figure out how to entertain myself. So I've learned really to just be patient in the moment, read a book, people watch, enjoy things. But lately I've been thinking, is this truly patience is patience just being when you are in control of the circumstances and you are aware that you will have to wait for a bus for a friend to arrive for a colleague to show up for a holidays to come anything like that if you need to wait in traffic where in a way it feels like you are a lot more in control there's a lot more awareness happening so I was started the questioning whether or not I'm a patient person. So before we, I dive deeper into what is really happening in my mind, tell me a little bit about where you sit, where you think that you are on the, let's call it spectrum of patience. So you are actually talking to Missy impatient here. Is I always thought growing up that I was a patient person because my mother was a very impatient person and she used to get anxious and hurry up, hurry up, hurry up. And I used to like, calm down, we'll get there. But I've noticed as I've got older, I'm getting a bit hurry up, hurry up, hurry up. And my, my husband laughs at me. He says, you plant the seed of the vegetable, you put a bit of water on it. It's like, why can't I pick the vegetables? It's be patient. So I don't know whether my patience has deteriorated over the years or if there is something that I'm wanting to achieve and wanting to get done and I just want it done quickly so in business I'm very impatient because I want I want it all now and I'm not so sure about waiting so this is a really interesting topic because it's I thought I was a patient child but as an adult I know I'm impatient I know that that there's this this feeling of I need to rush somewhere. And this is what I'm wanting to work on is being more patient, especially with myself. Being patient with myself, it's okay if things take longer than planned or if things are happening slowly. What's the rush? So, yeah, I'd love to hear more about the journey that you've been on. 
So my journey is mainly around, around my new relationship and kind of figuring out the dynamic with my new partner. And I really think that I am a patient person. When it comes to garden, I'm giving my garden all the time it needs. And we are now in a wonderful season where it's really starting to give fully. And I finally start seeing the purpose and the reason why I spent so much time on there throughout the whole year for this moment. And the same is with business, especially in marketing. I always play the long game of really building a solid ground and everything. But when it comes to relationships with people, I really discover that my patience is kind of related to I want it my way and I want it when I would have done it and how I would. So it's a combination of pay, impatience, patience, issue and perfectionism kind of an issue or I want it my way kind of thing where um, I'm really trying to learn to give other people the opportunity to do things in their own way, in their own time and not to rush anywhere and not to be like, well, it's supposed to be, it should have been done today. And also I think for me, the patience that I'm really seeking right now is the patience in healing, patience in processing trauma, processing life, processing any kind of obstacles that we all have to be dealing with and kind of wanting to feel okay now and wanting to feel complete and perfect and healed without any issues, without any dramas, without any flare-ups of emotions, wanting to be fixed now because I meditate, I do yoga, I do breath work, I journal, I exercise, I do the things that I should be doing, so why am I not healed? That kind of, my brain is getting me into this kind of a situation a little bit to be like, you do all the good things, you do what you need to do, so why are you still struggling? And that's my kind of a ponderings around patience when it comes to healing and trying to accept that maybe the patience requires and the acceptance needs to be that healing is a long lifelong journey and that the mindset for me needs to be you will not get there in a week or a month or maybe even a year so you should accept that it's going to take a while I was just listening to what you were saying and i realized that when it comes to people i'm more patient my husband's quite in, in impatient especially if we need to go out it's, he likes to be exceptionally early for everything with I skate in on time or I'm always just a bit late and he likes to be a good 45 minutes early and I'm like what's the point you just sit in your car twiddling your thumbs so of course there you can imagine that I'm still trying to get ready and everything and he's already tapping his foot by the front door saying we need to go and I'm like yeah in two hours but he won't sort out the dogs or anything and that's where I'm very patient and it's just like yeah I'll be ready when I'm ready and I just leave him to sit and stew. Is that patience or is that just being a mean wife? I'll, I'll think about that one. But it's also when, when I'm working with people or getting to know people, I find that I'm more patient to allow them to get to know me, allow them to, you know, build their trust. So there's that patience there. But yet when it comes to me, myself, 
that's when I'm not very patient. Um, my garden is very much an excitement because I love the I love homegrown vegetables. So yes, it's a hurry up, let's have these homegrown vegetables and, and that. But there is that joy of watching them grow and then harvesting them when the time is right. But for myself, there's no patience. And I'm I'm constantly told by my coach is be patient, be patient. Yes, but you know, I did this and this and this. Why hasn't it happened? Yes, but. And he's like, don't yes but me. Just be patient. Just do what needs to be done. Just allow it to happen in the process. And this is what I'm wanting to work on is because when I'm not patient with myself and when I'm thinking, well, I should be there or I should have done this or whatever it is, then there's this judgment, the self-judgment, this or why haven't you done it better? Or what's wrong with you? Or, or anything like this. So you get that self-judgment, which of course is a whole different topic and a whole different area we can go into. And this is where patience for myself becomes okay. The self-judgment goes. The you know, you should be better goes because it's hang on, this is a process, this is a journey. And my journey is different to everybody else's journey. And it's about enjoying that process and allowing for those moments. And this is the patience that I'm wanting to work on. And sometimes I get it right. And then other times I'm like, you know what, just hurry up and get to where you're going. And it's like, but it doesn't work that way. And it's like, okay, be patient. It's happening. It's going. Just allow the time, allow the process without the know, wishing your life away, without the, the hurry up, the hurry up, hurry up, hurry up. And it's quite interesting because you've got the two that are, I need to meet somewhere in the middle, I think. I think I would get along well with your husband because this is definitely um, my kind of a style and we have a very similar dynamic with my partner with the fact that just the gender roles are switched. I am done within five minutes. I'm not the girly girl. I don't do my makeup. I don't really overthink how I'm dressing. I usually have a very tiny little purse that has all of it inside anyway. So I am done within five minutes and then waiting there but also I have has this you need to be there early urge because my dad always had a saying that you need to be able to predict the unpredictable and which meant whenever we had to go somewhere in a car and drive somewhere he would want to be there two hours early just in case we hit something unpredictable we would have the time so this is a definitely interesting dynamic and I'm working on the fight. It's like, yeah, I'm ready. I will just sit with my book and let you do whatever you need to do. Just finish off because, well, I just have this 20 minutes to read a book, which is wonderful. But what I also wanted to say, I started thinking about, is there a dark side of patience? You know, we all we're saying now that we want to be more patient. We would like to be more patient with ourselves. 
we're exploring how to get more patience in certain areas of our lives and how to be patient in business and with our partners. But is there a dark side of, well, could you be too patient, which leads them to inactivity, which leads to just sitting and waiting and hoping for things to happen without putting in the effort? And I think you mentioned it kind of nicely with working with your coach that you do things, you are active, so you're putting the seeds in, but from the garden you know that every seed takes different time to grow and requires different type of fertilization and different heat versus rain circumstances. So the same goes for business, marketing, life, people, I would say, that planting the seeds you do need to tend to them. You do need to work on it. So it's not just like putting it out there. Well, I will be now patient and sit and look and do nothing. I think for me, the potential dark side of patience is when patience becomes inactivity, when it becomes doing nothing, just expecting things to happen without actually working on it. It's really interesting that you talk about the dark side of patience. And as you said that, time came into my mind. And I just thought, for me, the dark side of, of patience is time. And you went on being patient, but I was thinking on when you are impatient, this wanting to rush through activities, wanting to rush through a day, wanting to, there's this rushing to almost beat time in whatever it is, the the impatience of let's get the to-do list before we do anything else. And let's build this business in, in quickly because, and instead of just allowing for the journey and just doing the activities, but enjoying the process, the impatience, for me, the dark side of that would be this, wishing life away almost this constantly working for that future time that future moment and i i'm all for having goals and having action plans that you want to do and focusing on them but because you got a goal it doesn't mean that you can't enjoy each milestone or each step that you're taking to in order to achieve that goal and this is where I'm thinking impatience is about just wanting that goal and not looking or experiencing the process of getting there. So when you mentioned the dark side of impatience, that just sort of flew into my head and it was like, yeah, this not being in the now, not enjoying it. So being with friends at a, at a you know, a, having a coffee morning or something, but thinking, you know what, I need to be doing this, I need to be doing that. So you're not really there or enjoying a network meeting. And yes, it is possible to enjoy network meetings, but thinking, well, I need to have that meeting with so-and-so and and, and that. So you're never really in where you're at. So you might be writing a blog or a LinkedIn post or, or creating a website for your business, but you're busy thinking about the next steps. You're not actually there where you need to be. So for me, that would be the dark side of, is it the dark side of impatience or is that the dark side of patience? Because I don't know, but that's what came into my head was time is how are we 
perceiving time? How are we actually being in that moment of, of planting that seed and wanting that fruit instead of just enjoying watching that little seedling come up and then the buds and then the fruit growing and everything. You miss all of that. And I think that for me is the dark side. Definitely have struck a chord with me looking at how the patient-impatient balance kind of relates to really, well, day-to-day life into being in present or living in our head in past or future. And of course, through lots of the conversations we've had with our wonderful guests, we're kind of getting to the understanding that being present is so important for our happiness and health and well-being and productivity and all of those things. So I think you're absolutely right that one of the dark sides is the fact that if we are really not paying attention to being patient and to enjoying the moment, even if there is the urge to be impatient, even if we sit in a traffic and we really need to get somewhere and we feeling impatient, then we are rushing a few steps ahead and we're thinking of the meeting that we're gonna miss instead of just appreciating the time that we have for ourselves because sometimes we might not have this opportunity to have extra 10 minutes for ourselves and accepting in a way that what's supposed to happen will happen, that not to rush and push and try to fit things into our timeline rather than allow things to happen in their own timeline because I kind of believe that things do happen when they're supposed to happen on their own time. So it's interesting then think how our individual timelines and our imaginary timelines then interact and intersect with the timelines of other people, other events, other things. And I always say that one of the biggest teachers of patience is my dog because she's an old lady. And even though she loves her walkies, our idea of walkies is very different. My idea of a walk is fast-paced and quite far and somewhere new that I don't know it or I haven't been for a while. Her idea of a walk is very casual stroll, stopping every two steps to read the messages that other people left, other dogs have left their people and cats and stuff. And going the same path, because that's pretty much the only path that everyone else is taking. So there's the path with the messages. And for me, I really had to adapt and kind of work with myself on not wanting to rush the dog to be like, come on, we need to go faster and longer and better. Instead of being like, well, does it matter? Do I go on this walk for me or do I go on this walk for you? And this type of walk is a walk for her. So I had to adjust and be like, "Mm, I'm just going to stand here and appreciate the moment, listen to the birds chirping um, and see what flowers I can go. I started taking a book with me where I'm learning all the names of the herbs that I've forgotten. So I think it's definitely there are ways we can draw the inspiration from nature, from our animals, from our garden from the weather, anything that can teach us quite a bit about the ups and downs of patience and impatience. 
I love how you've brought in animals and my dogs are the same. There's no rushing them. There's no rushing them. You can't rush them for breakfast. You can't rush them to go for a walk. They take their time. So it is very much, there's a routine that happens every time you leave the house. There's a routine in the mornings before you take them for a walk. And if it's during the week, you know, they've got to be woken up and then it's, you know, coerced out of bed. And then it's all very much stretching and then it's watching what you're doing. So there is a, a process and it doesn't matter how many times you're like, hurry up, hurry up. They don't, but my husband—it's husband's a dog walker, so I help him with, with the dog walking during the day, and you get some breeds that are, are we there yet, are we there yet, are we there yet, and they, they get into the van, and they're already barking as if to say, well, I'm in the van, why aren't we there yet, this is my playtime, this is time for me right now, and everything is at 500 miles an hour, but yet when you... So they're rushing and there is that impatience to get to where they're going. But even in that rushing, there's almost the sense of being in the moment. They just want to get there faster in that moment. It's why aren't you driving fast enough? Why do we have to pick up other dogs? But yet when, when we say to them, well, yeah, we're going to pick up other dogs and your friend's going to be with us. It's like, oh, okay, oh, I'll enjoy this because I will get there. I just forgot that. So it, it's lovely how, how animals can, can show us, especially dogs, that you say, especially dogs, because they have so much to teach us. And it's, it's I'd love to know from, from our audience what lessons they get from their, their dogs, if they've got dogs or their cats or any pets, pets that they have, just to see what are they learning? Do they have that hurry up dog? These like spaniels, the high energy dogs that just like to just, get to where they're going or the more laid-back dogs who like to read the messages and know this is my walk this is my time you can hurry up as much as you want feel free I'm taking my time breakfast will be there when it's there because I know and I trust you that you'll put it down there doesn't mean I gotta hurry up to it it's just it's a process and I think we can we can learn so much from that so not only are we learning a lot from animals, but what can we start to do for ourselves? What can we do? So for myself, it's be kind. Don't be so judgmental and having this, this hurry up, hurry up, hurry up. But rather do the activities that are needed. So it's not just sitting back and waiting, doing the activities and allowing the process to happen in its time, which does require patience on its own. But I think it, for me, it's about getting rid of that judgment and, and asking questions, finding out from others, what do they do to help them stay in the moment? I mean, like you mentioned, we've had some wonderful guests. So what tips would you share, Lenka? What, what advice would you give to, to our listeners on how they can work through their patience or becoming more more patient because they are impatient or using doing more activities because they're too patient so just what what tips have worked for you or what tips would you like to share uh, for me it is it is learning not to be so judgmental and allowing the process to happen and be patient through the impatience I love that you mentioned the judgment because I think accepting the circumstances, no matter what they are, kind of 
the saying, it is what it is. It's one of my mantras I'm really trying to embed and kind of embody and really bringing it into the non-judgmental state where I'm not judging what's happening around me, any other people, not myself or anything. Part of it is, I think, practicing being uncomfortable because sometimes being patient requires us to be uncomfortable in whatever situation we are that makes us impatient. I think it's the whole practice of accepting this situation makes me uncomfortable and that's okay and I might even expose myself to this discomfort on a regular basis. I will try to practice just accepting the discomfort and see if I can hold for a little longer. I think it is paying attention to be in the moment and kind of consciously trying to slow down, slow down our mind, slow down our actions, slow down our everything to feel and be able to be more in the present. But I also feel that to be more patient, we have to allow to be more playful that we have to be more curious, that we can bring in this creative, playful, out-of-the-box, unrestrained part of us to be very free in the moment without any of the constraints and judgments. So that would be my advice to myself and everyone else listening. And as I said, we would love to hear to what our listeners have to say, what worked for them, if they maybe have been on this journey of working on their patients. So what has worked for them? And if they are still exploring, what are they trying and what is working, what's not working? We would love to hear from you. If you enjoyed listening to this, do subscribe and share into your live podcast.